This is Carrie and Michelle, and welcome to Raising Your Consciousness. This is a space to raise our consciousness and reach our full spiritual potential. And that's through spiritual, esoteric, and even magical practices. We're here to bring happiness and meaning back into your life. Let's get started. Today, we're going to be talking about raising your consciousness, raising your vibration, ascension, the whole nine yards. A lot of people are very interested in this whole concept of ascending or raising your vibration, entering into fourth dimension, fifth dimension, sixth, seventh, eighth dimension. I think what's really relevant is that we really give a clear understanding of what all that means and how do you raise your vibration or raise your consciousness. A lot of people think that raising their vibration is different than raising their consciousness. So I really feel like this is a really good topic to explore so that people understand it. Yeah, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Let's start with you have gone through this whole journey of raising your consciousness. And we've been doing it a little different with the way that we've been doing it through our esoteric um, schooling. And Through this, what we have been doing is kind of focusing a little bit more on the elements of really mastering an element. So we first started with an initiation, which kind of opened up our consciousness. And then we entered into earth, grounded us. And now you and I are both in air. And then we'll be going into water and fire. (laughs) Let's start with just the very beginning Mm -hmm. when we got initiated. Right. Did you have anything interesting that happened to you that any kind of shift that happened for you? Well, I I definitely feel like the very beginning of our practice and our schooling was to learn how to open the mind to, for me, new ideas of spirituality and controlling the mind and using this technique of visualization to put yourself in different places for eventually the the purpose of working magic. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I had any like crazy profound experiences at first. For me in the beginning, it was just building up discipline to sit To me, it seemed like meditation, the exercises that we were being asked to do, like a lot of meditation and visualization that I think were laying the groundwork for like learning how to manifest and and learning how to. So we really didn't get into that until Earth, though. Right, right. So for me, it was the initial stages were well done in the sense that I felt I was being well trained to learn how to meditate in a magical way. Yeah, I've done meditation for years, but the meditation Mm -hmm. that we're being trained to do is a little bit different. To me, it's more visualization. A lot more visualization, a lot more focus. There's a couple of things here. So with me, I felt more peace come over me. Yep. And we're creating these like spheres, you know, or Mm -hmm. magical circles or however you want to call it. You can call it several different things, but we were chanting the different names of God. Yep. So we're Yodhe, Vavhe, Adonai, Ehe, 
Yeah. yeah. So we're ch- chanting these names and then also too in the middle pillar. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. You know, so like what's interesting about that is by doing that itself, that's where I wanted to ask you, did you feel any kind of shift within yourself, within your own personal consciousness? No, I'm like, I like that you asked the question in that way, because yes, I noticed some things like physically and mentally happening during like, say the middle pillar ritual with just the temperature of my body changing, just the state of my mind changing and just sort of the soothing experience of the repetition. We're asked to do these rituals daily. The lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram is not a, a secret. Anybody can can learn mm-hmm. how to do the lesser yeah, banishing. On YouTube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, it, you know, you do it often enough, it becomes very routine, very soothing. And I feel like I had done it so many times in this one space that it changed that space. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. Because I used to do it in my office. And I started having people come in and go, what is different? The space is different. There's something different here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I do all my rituals here, you know, and rituals meaning it's really like prayer modification kind of it's literally worship almost like you're literally like chanting God's name and asking God to be in the presence of you or in you internally. And what I find interesting about the middle pillar is you're literally going through the chakras, channeling that chakra and calling out, invoking God into that space. And if you go back to like the Christianity religion, it's, you know, Jesus talks about God is inside of you when they were asking, where is heaven? Mm-hmm. And he said, it's not over here. It's not over there. It's not up there. It's not down there. It's within you. The temple of God is within you. If you think about that, those portals or chakras are like temples of God inside of you. And they're all the different temples of God, depending on the different ones that you're activating. And that's what we're doing is we're activating all those internal portals. Those exactly. of God, right. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed the difference within myself because there was a lot of me adhering to things that I didn't want to just to get along. Like I was, even though my personality is very, seems very strong, I have a tendency of just kind of going along just to keep from creating, you know, conflict, right? You don't, or I would take responsibility for something if I really didn't do it. Or if somebody wanted to do something that I, you know, I'm like, well, shoot, I don't really care if you want to do that. So fine. I don't really have an opinion. And I was just really like dead, Mm -hmm. you know, like there was something dead inside of me because I wasn't conscious. Like I knew all the words, all the book stuff, you know, all the knowledge, but actually applying it to my life, there was no real conscious awareness or conscious activation or conscious choices. I was letting everybody else sort of, I was like, I was tethered to all these different people and I was letting them just sort of lead me into all these crazy storms. Right. Right. And one of the biggest thing that happened to me was I separated from my husband for a year. 
And during that time, I got reacquainted with self. It's sort of like that activation. Like I went into earth mm-hmm. and you call it initiated into earth. Yep. And, and I started getting very grounded, but I also became very aware of who I was and what I was and what I wanted and what I wasn't going to do anymore. And it was more about I'm leading the way now. Mm-hmm. Follow me if you want, but if you don't, that's fine. And not letting people tether me all over the place anymore. Yeah. So I was just curious. I mean, that's why I say, did you have any kind of experience like that? Because eventually Jane and I, obviously we got back together, but it's like the relationship is so different. I mean, it's kind, it's compassionate. It's very partnership. Mm -hmm. He seems to be very affected by my energy Mm -hmm. as opposed to, I was affected by his. Right. Yeah, yeah no, I, I see what you're saying. I think for me, the, the change was slower, mm-hmm. but pretty profound. And, you know, it took me a long time to move through that element. Um, mm-hmm. I probably took longer than most. <laughs> I think we both, we both like to take our time. We like, yeah. really like to know the material, right? Mm-hmm. Um but the change was profound. And I know we talked earlier on about how, for me, this practice has helped. In fact, I feel like it's pretty much cured my depression, Mm -hmm. right? And the biggest symptom of my depression was anhedonia, this feeling of not wanting or taking pleasure in anything. I didn't take pleasure in anything, didn't look forward to anything. Just, I was totally functional. I could work, I could do everything I needed to do, but I took no pleasure in it. It was like, like you were saying before, a little bit dead feeling, like just Mm -hmm. like not really engaged. And that's why I'm liking this term of like raising your consciousness. Cause I feel like I was able to like somehow get out of that. Yeah. It it just feels like I was lifted. Yeah. Yeah. There is like this lifting and allowing you to maybe get higher and have a, a broader perspective you know, I could feel it for myself, but, you know, my husband noticed it too. And, you know, I, I just remember, you know, being in some situations where he, he had said like, oh, in the past, this would have really bothered you or you would have been annoyed or whatever. And you're just like rolling with it. And like, just, I feel more in control of my own emotions and, Mm -hmm more able to take pleasure in the world, like just, and looking forward to things and just having, it's like my mind got bigger or something, right. That it can take in more good stuff. Yeah. That I feel the same way. What I um, desire and the, and who I am just feels like it continuously changes. Mm-hmm. And, and me too. And I don't know if that's because we're both going through the same alchemy right now mm-hmm. of air, which does, I feel like we're both kind of getting blown. Yeah. Don't finish it, start something else. Don't finish it. You know, it's yeah, like, but I mean, I, mean, I have like 20,000 projects going at the same time. And it's time. not bad. I mean, it, to me, it's way better to have a lot of projects and to be excited about them rather than mm-hmm. to have nothing to be excited about. But I do definitely feel that kind of air energy of us being like, okay. <laughs> Like even today, when we were talking, we probably covered um, 
before we started this podcast, six or seven different topics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so, so I feel like that the initiation sort of like almost took a veil off of me of mm -hmm. darkness, that heavy sort of deadness. It woke me up. Okay, yes. so the yeah. awareness or the waking, awakening. And I didn't realize that I was dead. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, you know, it's almost like a rebirth, you know, yep. it's awakening that happenings. Okay. And it feels like you've just sort of been lifted up off the ground. Mm -hmm. And then in earth, I felt like in that space of being lifted, I got more grounded. Mm -hmm. um, I, my business took off. Mm -hmm. It was all during 2020. I mean, I've, my business has always been fairly good. It just seemed like it stayed the yeah. same all the time. And I couldn't seem to like peak it up a little bit. During this time frame, I knew exactly what to do and how to do it. And I don't know where that came from. Fear just kind of like went out the window. I started going for things and I started making it happen. And my business was the best it's ever been over the past few years. You know, I mean, like really good. Mm -hmm. And um, I took a lot of chances, but there was no fear. And it's like I became much more grounded financially, my credit score got better, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way across the board with that. Now that we're in air, that feels more, um, it feels lighter mm -hmm. as before. I felt like I needed to figure this out and slow it down, get it right. Okay. Yeah. And now I feel like I've got it right. And I don't need to work like a maniac. Yep. And I spend more time, more of my extra time developing podcasts with you, mm -hmm. <laughs> thinking about writing a book, doing arts and crafts, mm -hmm. you know, thinking about how I'm going to paint my house or what kind of pillow I'm going to make or mm -hmm. this creative juice just seems to be like flowing through me, but it's gives me passion and it gives mm -hmm. me purpose and it makes me feel fulfilled. And so that even elevated me even more. Okay. Absolutely. I feel like when you're saying raising your consciousness, what exactly does that mean to you? I'm going to tell you what it means to me. Oh, yes, please. Explore that a little bit mm -hmm. about what does it mean to you? Because I think that Maybe in the next year, that may, my definition could probably even change. Mm -hmm. So for me, I feel like consciousness is when you are in a conscious state, you are creating, you are um, thinking outside the box. Mm -hmm. The reason I say elevating that or raising that it's literally like staying in a conscious state more frequently yes so what happens is is that most people do not stay in a conscious state frequently they tend to do it infrequently right they're running patterns they're running rhythms it's rinse and repeat mm -hmm. they're they're running the old patterns from their past that don't even apply to the present but yet their past affects their present and the mm -hmm. past doesn't even exist anymore mm -hmm. like why does that matter yep i mean it doesn't even exist it's not like you, like you can even reach out and grab it anymore 
who cares what you did back then? What matters is what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And as long as you keep on bringing the past into the present, you're never moving forward ever. So you're never elevating. Mm-hmm. Me, raising your consciousness is about removing the past, staying very present and staying conscious as often and frequent as you can without running all these programs and patterns and stepping into purposeful living. And that's when you become happy. That's why I think you became happy is because you got outside of that thing that was happening. Mm -hmm. And does that make sense? That's that's Yeah, it it makes perfect sense. I agree with everything you said. Um, The, this idea of living um, consciously. So I really liked what you said about living consciously And this idea of being aware of each moment and rather than being on autopilot and just doing the routines and not even being aware of them, right? You get to the end of the day and you have no idea what what went on. I think for me, this idea of elevating consciousness has meant that there is more meaning in my life because I am now able to see, for lack of a better word, the magic all around me. Now that, that's it right there. That's it right there. You cannot even understand or conceive the magic that actually exists around you unless you're conscious. Yes. Yes. And I mean, it's in both of us, we've talked about how kind of difficult it is kind of coming out as people who believe weird things, but at some level it's like, well, I don't care because I'm having a better experience of life by seeing the world like this. Um, by having, you know, a deeper meaning to my life, I I don't see the downside to it at all. I don't see any downside. A big word that would probably define it all. It's about loving yourself Mm -hmm. and applying love to your life. So I love to do artwork. So I'm in the state of love. I am love because I am doing love. I'm being love. I'm creating love. I'm like doing this podcast, spending time with you. That's about love. I'm living in the state of love, meaning I'm doing and loving what I want to do. There's a, there's an interesting uh, passage in the Bible. You can be a great prophet, but without love, you're nothing. You could be a seer and, you know, without love, you're nothing. You could be this, you could be that. And it talks about all these gifts of the spirits, but if you don't have love, you have nothing. And he's not just talking about, you know, love is an, is, is a big concept. Mm-hmm. It's not just, I love my husband or I love my kids or I love my friends. It's about being love. And if you can be in the state of love where everything you do is about love, Mm-hmm. Not fake love, or I'm doing this because it's the right thing, or I was nice to that person. Oh, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I had to um, give a, a come to Jesus meeting with a, a lady the other day who <laughs> and told me that she um, she was love. And I'm like, well, if you're having problems with your brother-in-law and you're having issues with him, that's not love. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're upset with the things he's doing and you're upset with the behavior and you're upset with this, you're upset with that. That's not love. That's fear and anger. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you sit in fear and anger, everything around you dies. 
Mm-hmm. When you sit in love, everything around you grows. So when something grows, it gets elevated, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like when something grows, it, it rises. So mm-hmm. it raises our consciousness. So yep. how do we raise our consciousness? By sitting in love. But it starts with feeling it within ourselves. Yeah. And people don't know how to do that. So the way that we were taught is by invoking basically God within you. Yes. Now, Christians are told, say the prayer of salvation, asking Jesus to come into your heart. But if I don't do, like, for instance, if I'm not invoking God into my life on a daily basis, I can feel the energy shift, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... For Christians, they think it's a one done, da, 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 you know, and they go through their life and they're having bad luck and this is happening. and Oh, it's God's will and all this other stuff. And I'm saying, well, dang, maybe you need to ask God to come back in your heart again. Yeah, it's got to be active, right? <laughs> you know, like, you know, come in again, come in again, come in. It's like it needs to be. It's almost like you've got to invite him to live in that space. If the space is ucky, mm-hmm. then energy is not going to be in alignment, right? Like how does something beautiful and the most amazing thing you can imagine live in a dirty space? It just can't. It can't. So yeah. So like when we're invoking that, we're like forcing that energy into it and it's forcing this cleansing effect, Mm -hmm. right? And it elevates us and suddenly we're like a different person. Yeah. And that's how I do see the middle pillar. It is like, mm-hmm. it is a cleansing ritual. It does. It is this energy raising ritual where you are bringing the divine into you. Well, I think there'll be our like that too, because you're still invoking God's name. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And the, the, but the thing about it is you're banishing the energies around you. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like throwing these, uh, these, this, block so you can have yeah. this so this is my good space yeah. my good space <laughs> well I know you know we talked about how I moved recently to a new house mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, so yeah. like getting settled in like a new space I tell you I was totally screwing up the rituals that I had done for years now in the old space you know it took me uh, a couple of weeks to get things right in the new space it was really strange um and so I feel like I'm still getting that space to how the other space was, right? I feel like it just takes time. It takes practice. It's like a daily choice to be present. And to- well, that's, that's interesting because you're talking about the energies in your house mm-hmm. now and versus the energy within you. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's interesting because by invoking those energies into your house, it absolutely makes a difference versus it just being inside of you. So you've got the energies inside of you, which is the middle pillar, and then the energies around you, which is the LBRP. And by doing that, you're elevating your personal consciousness, but you're also elevating the space around you. Yeah. yeah and you just imagine too, with like, at least for me, maybe I, I'm the only one this, but I imagine like with that kind of sphere around me, like it just, it's growing and expanding. And, you know, I love the idea of like, if more people were creating these spheres of like positive, elevated consciousness, like 
all of our spheres would end up connecting and we would be in a happier place. So do you just do it in your room or do you do it around your whole house? Well, I usually just do it in my room. Although when I moved in, I I did do some uh, ritual work in every room of the house. I actually visualize it on right on the outside of my house. That's a and, great idea. Yeah. And I'm like, as I'm drawing it, I'm, I know exactly what part of the house that I'm looking out at that it's floating in. You know, mm. I have to really like, cause it's a new house too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Examine. Okay. Wait, that is that the backyard or that's the side yard. Okay. Wait, that's the side yard. <laughs> <laughs> Not to know what I'm visualizing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the visualization is important, right? It's, mm-hmm. I think because it's like, that's how our minds operate. Um, like we, we see things in our mind's eye. And I think this is why, um, our esoteric school teaches us this way. This is a technique for tuning into your own mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And making, you know, visualizing changes in your own sphere of influence. So what do you suggest for people who are not learning esoteric practices and they want to raise their consciousness? So, for instance, they don't even know what Metapillar or LBRP is. And they're probably Googling it right now. You know, <laughs> what the heck is that? You know? What do you suggest for people that want to elevate their consciousness, raise their consciousness, raise their vibration, or even their space? What do you suggest that they do? Yeah, I think, you know, even if you're not interested in like esoteric practices, I think you can achieve this idea with mindfulness and just being present in the world around you, even if you're, if you're just walking outside, like on the way to your car and you see a leaf, right? If you think about what it took to make that leaf, right? And you think about everything that had to happen to create this leaf, or you see um, a person, right? And the, the magic that had to happen to create this unique individual consciousness, like just all of the magic that's around you, you can find meaning in if you pay attention to it. And I also think it's important to be, to, to practice this, to be repetitive, to work on it. Um, you know, we talk about our great work, like achieving the great work. It is, it does take work. It can't just like, oh, I'm going to lay back and I'm going to be enlightened and elevated. It takes time and effort. To me, the effort that I've put into this practice has been so worthwhile. Like it saved me. Like I really, I truly believe like doing this work has saved me. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You can Google middle pillar. I just did. And it tells you what the names of God are. It tells you like you can just put up, pull up an image and it'll say, Eheye, Yodhe, Vavhe, Elohim, Yodhe, Vavhe, Elo, Veda, At. Shadonai Elkai and Adonai Haaretz. But, you know, it's a lot to remember. Personally, I think that if you just say Yodhe Vave and you just kind of focus inward, like from your neck to your lower chest, and just kind of focus in on that space and just feel it. And then imagine it just kind of going up and then down, like through your chakras, breathing out 
but the energy goes all the way down and then breathing in and the energy goes all the way to the top. So you're sort of taking that energy and moving it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually taught that to some of my students before to use that. But here's an interesting fact. I don't know if you know this or not. Years ago, I was researching the names of God. And this is before I joined this um, organization. It was like I ran across this, this site that said, you know, Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, how many times is in there? Where is it in there? And I was like, where does it say that in the Bible? So it's only listed like a few times, like I don't know, two to five, something like that. It's not very much. And I started asking, why is it, you know, I started Googling, why is it not listed in the Bible very many times? Well, come to find out, according to the Jewish tradition, Kabbalic um, information, they said that they took it out of the Bible because they didn't want people to be going around saying that because the actual, using the right phonetics actually can invoke God. And they didn't want people to just be randomly doing it without an understanding of what they were doing. Right. So they changed it to Lord. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) In the Bible. So it's interesting that that's the case. So if you think about it, if um, Yahweh is a sort of, toned down way of saying it so people don't do the invocation mm-hmm. but the actual phonetics is in hebrew and it's actually yod hey bob hey and when you're actually using that as an invocation it needs to be phonetically done with a vibration like mm-hmm. so if you think about it you're vibrating so and you're vibrating god so there you are you're raising your vibration so just using that would be you know, I think would be helpful. I think um, meditation and like you said, imagining a light coming from the top of your head and entering into your body that you're pulling in source energy. That's another way. But remember, energy is like anything. Mass and energy are equivalent, according to um, special relativity. E equals MC squared. Yeah, it changes, right? (laughs) And you can put out something that's fresh, like, for instance, tea, okay? You make tea, and you put it on the counter, and you leave it there for a couple of days. What happens? It goes inky. (laughs) Leave it there too long. These little things start growing on the top of it. Yeah, not so good. Okay, so imagine that's what energy is like because it's being affected by outside energies, which may not be yours. It's just other people and other Mm -hmm. things in the environment. Yeah. So even thoughts that are floating around that are negative can just float into your house by accident, you know? Yeah. You got to take care of it. So cleansing, cleansing your space. And I, I think it's way more than just using some sage. Mm -hmm. Like I, I almost think sage is a little funny. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I actually did not have anything for my purification. Um, I, I did sprinkle some holy water around. Um, but yeah, it does. It does seem important to 
kind of cleanse and purify your space. Yeah. And also I feel like it's something that I need to do more than once. Right. Mm -hmm. um, just like the, the practice for ourselves. Um, it needs to be consistent. I think it's, it's a, it's a combination of many things. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, incense, holy water, vibration, mm -hmm. um, focused in on bringing that vibration inside of you mm -hmm. and also expanding it out around you. So a good exercise would be to imagine a light coming in from the top of your head, chanting from, you know, somewhere like around your heart chakra, Yodhe Vabhe multiple times and then um, taking a deep breath and when you exhale just expand that energy around you mm -hmm. that would um you know just see it like a big bubble just expanding around you like light expanding around you and I think that that's a really good starting point for people who have no idea where to start <laughs> absolutely I mean they don't like I don't know those Hebrew names I'll never learn it I thought <laughs> when I found out I had to learn Hebrew I my husband's like, oh my God, that's so hard. He, you know. <laughs> but you did it. <laughs> well, I'm not that great at it. I'm still still trying to sound it out. I think we're both kind of like at, I don't know, when when we study together, it does feel like we're kind of kindergartners sounding out the words mm -hmm. together. I, I feel like a kindergartner trying to yeah. sound it out because of the way it's written. It's so hard because with Hebrew, it can be ah, you know, it's like it can be the the letter Aleph you know, which is an A, but it can pull the eh sound mm -hmm. and get you all confused. <laughs> yeah. And they're not so good at including vowels in general mm -hmm. is what I, I'm finding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it makes it a little tricky. Yeah. They say, do okay. no they say there's no vowels, but then you're like, the vowel is the A, the A. Yeah. And yeah there's some, there's some vowel sounds in there, but uh, yeah, it just, but yeah, it's crazy. crazy. I know, I know it is crazy. But it's um not, you know, anything worth doing is worth exactly the effort into. So if you want to raise your consciousness, um, a couple of tips that we're gonna review. Focus on doing things you love. Mm -hmm. Like sit in the space of love. Like I love doing this, I love doing that. If you're if you're struggling with that, you don't know what you love. Because I've had clients tell me, me that. too. I've been there. That's anhedonia right there. I think it's, uh, maybe start with meditation and then start with visualizing light inside your meditation coming upon you and then visualize it entering into. And then another stage will be to, you know, vibrate the, the name of God, then expanding their energy around you. But mostly understand that. You want to be conscious every single day. Stop running patterns. Stop going into the past. Stop going, but, 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 you know, but this time in band camp, you know, all those things don't, aren't being conscious. If you're pulling up the past, you're not conscious. That means you're going into the subconscious. You're going into the past. You're going into an energy that doesn't exist in this plane. The only thing that exists is right now. And if you're existing right now, doing the thing you want to do right now, then you're doing conscious living. If you're creating, if you're inspired, if you're writing, if you're developing, if you're decorating, I mean, anything that... Anything, if you're just feeling, right? Mm -hmm. If you're just experiencing a feeling. Yeah, yeah. But it's a present feeling. Yeah, exactly. This is what I feel right now. Right? Yeah, this is where I'm at at this moment. Yeah, exactly. That's And when you're conscious, you start raising your vibration. 
and it will change you. Yeah. Like it will. And you're just going to be a better person for yourself and for your family, for your coworkers, everybody around you. So sometimes it feels selfish to do kind of like self-work, like taking the time to meditate or do ritual, but it's, it's worth it for everybody. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I will tell you interesting. I don't know if this has happened to you, but I've gotten so comfortable in my space because I like the energy that when I enter into other people's spaces, it's not quite as comfortable. Have you yeah. noticed that? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, and, um, I don't know, this will sound, I don't know if this could be all in my mind, I'm not sure, but I also feel like since I've started this sort of practice, I've definitely gotten better at like picking up on energies around me. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes I'll be somewhere and be like, I don't want to be here. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. Or else I'll be in a place like, Oh, this feels great. Like people are, yeah, everybody just seems so happy. And you know, I feel like that when I'm in Hobby Lobby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have that issue in craft stores as well. And I think <sighs> there's such good energy in craft stores because people are like doing, they're picking out things for like a project that they're excited about and they love. Mm -hmm. There's good energy in craft stores is what I found as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, uh, I got out one day and I was like, man, I feel so good. I had the windows down and I was feeling so good. Then I went into Hobby Lobby and I was feeling so good. And I was like, man, the energy just around me, is just feeling so good. You know, I went home and I was like, man, it felt so good to get out, you know? And I thought that's what I wanted to do more. I get out. So I started yeah. getting out more and I'm like, oh, the energy is terrible. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's highly variable, you know, and I think part of like this idea of like, you know, being more conscious is you're just more conscious of what's happening around you, mm -hmm. um, more able to pick up about like what's going on and how people are feeling, um, which can be a double edged sword, right? It's great when, um, you know, people are, you're picking up positive energy and people are happy, but um, it is hard when you're picking up hard stuff as well. But I think it's important to be able to do both. You know, you can't experience the positive without the negative. And this is a concept that we have in our order about sort of these, the, the idea of duality and above and below. Um, and I, I see that played out in my experiences of the world and how I'm finding more meaning in it. That's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Well, this has been a great conversation and I hope that this has enlightened um, some people on how to elevate your consciousness, become enlightened. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is get outside of the rut. Yes. You know? Yes. Some kind of stuff. wake up. Yeah. yeah. To wake up and stop um, living in, in the pain, mm -hmm. you know, and you don't have to live that way. Yep. It's, it can be created. And so in our next episode, we're going to be talking about how to create that. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about manifesting. So hopefully you join us for our next episode. And it's been great. Thank you so much for joining us and have a good day. Take care. Hi, this is Michelle. And I want to take this opportunity to thank you for engaging in this podcast and taking this journey with us where we are raising your consciousness. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram and on Facebook so that you can actually engage with us, ask us questions, offer some suggestions or anything that you would be willing to, you know, throw out there for us. 
We want to engage with our public. We look forward to hearing back from you and starting this journey. See you next time.